Great, great, great morning, everybody. This is episode 78. Caleb, how you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm phenomenal. I'm phenomenal. Can't can't complain. Uh I'm really starting to appreciate the uh the saying, uh, you take it what is it, day by day? Like hour by hour, minute by minute, something like that. What makes you say that? Oh, just you, you know, like uh, our book. I think it was two months ago we read the Power of Now. Um, you know, you can make up so many different stories in your head, just thinking about the future, and you're never really like present in the moment. Um, so yeah, man, I just. Just one day at a time, man. Just just taking it one day at a time. Still still having my goal in mind, don't get me wrong, but just one day at a time. You feel me? Yeah. It's uh easy to get overwhelmed if you don't. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um <clears throat> no, but for me, uh everything everything's good, man. Everything's good. I cannot wait to get into construction. Um Permits are to the city, so we're just waiting for the city uh, to approve us, man. Good old local government. Good. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. How about you, man? Uh, everything's good over on my end. You know, just trying to take care of my take care of my health. I got an upcoming surgery I got to deal with coming soon, but no big deal. Well, knock this- that up park, but. When this episode comes out, you'll already be out of surgery, though. So yeah, I'll be yeah I'll be post op this morning, guys. Probably cranky, probably on a couple painkillers. Um, <laughs> one thing about this surgery is I have to give up driving for four to six weeks. Mm. So that's gonna be interesting. So how, bro? Like your job is like <laughs> thirty to forty percent in a whip, isn't it? At least. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep us up to date, bro. Keep 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 us up I've to date. I've done it before. Whether, you know, I'm not happy about having to do it then either, but, you know, we'll figure it out. So, okay, this might be off off air. Oh, bring it to me. So, what you, how are you going to how you going to pull it, or what did you do last time? Last time, I mean, I had, you know, give me a ride here, give me a ride there, <laughs> me me jump in the Uber, let me I mean, I even had one where I, I had a real strong relationship with my client. I said, hey, can you pick me up? You know, this, this and that. You know, you just you do what you got to do to survive. Hey, I can't be there, but so-and-so is going to be there for me. Oh, love you know, it. Love it. Yep. yep you just got to leverage. You just got to leverage. Um, not to – can you imagine if this would have happened around baby when baby was coming and you couldn't drive? I have thought about that. And I kind of told my wife, um, I was like, you know, like, let's just do it now, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. Yep. But, but yeah, I'm sure, you know, it's another, another curveball we would have had to figure out, you know what I mean? And oh, for sure. For sure. That's yeah. the nice thing that we always preach is you want to be a business owner, not an employee. Um, because if you need to pivot, it's a lot easier to pivot when you're an owner. Mm. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. 
How's uh how's the wife by the way? She she's doing good. Wife's good, man. Okay. Um she's working away at her job. Got it. Um by the time this episode finds out, we'll know what uh the gender of baby Carlson is. So everybody hey, I don't know hey, how, hey. I, I don't know if we're gonna do a big announcement, you know, but if you want to call me and ask me, I'll tell you. Hit we me up on podcast, uh, we'll put Twitter, on Instagram, yeah. We'll just put on the podcast. Yeah, that could be a little semi-announcement. I have no issues with that. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, man. Um, man, we got we, man. First quarter next year is gonna be crazy, dude. Busy year as as usual. As usual, it's all good. Hey, uh, while I have you off topic, what do you think about those new uh, class actions against your boy uh, G Money? <sighs> What do you mean class actions, bro? Like he, uh, he wasn't exactly honest with a bunch of his investors on some apartment deals. <clears throat> oh, that's what they're saying? No, no, that's what a federal judge is saying. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, because he's now putting it out. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's, all, it's all good. I, I expect all the haters to come out sometime. Yeah, I don't want federal judge haters so it's all, it's, my it's, only hey. two cents on the situation is be careful about following the flash and make sure um, you follow what's legit is what I would tell people. But he's not flash though. He's all flash. He's Rolex not, in a private jet. That's he's flash. Not, he's not flash. He's inspiring people. Let them know that you can have that life too. Yeah. In a, I'm on the podcast with him right now. And the 20 year sentence. In, never mind, Coop. Uh, what's today's episode about? It's all good. The wife just crashed the party. It's all good. Good morning. Yeah, she's up early too, bro. Yeah, always. It's all. Let's just get into the episode, bro. Sounds good. All right, bye. Bye, bye. Go ahead, Cooper. Bring in our next guest. Good morning, everybody. On today's episode of Ship Building. Uh, with Cooper and Caleb. Uh, today we have a certified public accountant and the owner of Step by Step Accounting, a virtual accounting and advisory firm located here in West Fargo, North Dakota. Ladies and gentlemen, Melissa Miranda. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, good, good. Thanks for joining us, uh, Melissa. I really appreciate you giving us the time tonight. Yeah. Um, can you just tell our audience a little bit more um, just about who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Sure. Yeah, so I've been a CPA since 2014. I grew up on a dairy farm in Minnesota. I was really fortunate to be exposed to entrepreneurship at a really young age and throughout my time growing up. So my dad and my grandma, they were both entrepreneurs. I had wonderful uh, role models to, to really learn from. I went to NDSU as a business administration major, and I double majored in business admin and accounting. Um, I just really liked accounting, and it seemed to be a way to really help businesses. So I took it and ran with it. <laughs> Uh, after college, I worked for a couple years for a public accounting firm in Minneapolis as an audit associate. So as an audit associate, you get to work on financial statements for a different client almost every week. 
through seeing so many different businesses and getting so much different industries with different types of businesses, different, different people, different leadership groups. Uh, so you really learn a lot very quickly. And my first would pull all the audit associates back for a month every, every year to do personal and business tax preparation. So I would get to see that side of the accounting process as well. So taste of both worlds, really. Um, in 2014, my now husband, uh, his name is Andre, he proposed to me. Uh, Andre is actually Brazilian, and we had met at NDSU. And after college, he was doing his master's degree as an exchange program at NDSU. He accepted a position back in Brazil. So we had dated uh, a year and a half long distance. When wow. he proposed, I actually moved with him to Brazil. And I lived there with him for almost three years. Um, so I had a, a wonderful experience there. I taught English privately out of our home. I can now speak Portuguese fluently. And we did a lot of traveling. So I've seen about half of Brazil. Uh, we got to, do, to, to go to so many amazing places, um, from the Amazons to the mountains to the beaches, everything. Uh, really great. <laughs> um, after about three years of living there, uh, he got an offer to be transferred back to the U.S. and to North Dakota, Minnesota area. So we took that, and I started working with a group of private real estate investors. So I was exposed to a lot of commercial real estate accounting, um, so building commercial buildings, um, doing the rent and the property management for them. I did the accounting for about 19 different LLCs at that time and worked with um, two high net worth individuals doing their personal accounting as well. Um, after that, I started realizing how much I really liked accounting for small businesses and uh, the QuickBooks Online software and the technology that it has available to small businesses. So I took the leap and I started a accounting firm in, in early 2020. So I've been doing that for well over a year and a half now. And it's been wonderful. I have two people on my team. Uh, they're just such great team members. We're fully virtual and we have account, uh, accounting clients in North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. Uh, I'm married and I have a husband and a two-year-old son. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, just a couple of quick things before uh, we dive deep. Um, Caleb, have... I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go deep, Coop. So. Well, just, just hang on. Um, and the, you know, we, we're on this podcast and I feel like sometimes, sometimes we give college a bad rep. Um, but man, it's always great to hear another individual that found their significant other at NDSU. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, even, I even found my significant other in a leadership course um, that we had to apply to get into. So he was almost pre-vetted for me. So it was a perfect <laughs> situation. <laughs> That's love hilarious. It. Love it. Love it. Um, so my question, my first question is, you said you took the leap um, to start your business in 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we all know 2020 was a crazy year for everybody. Mm -hmm. What made you want to take the leap during 2020? Mm -hmm. So I actually went full-time with the business before the pandemic hit. 
And so it was amazing timing. I had a few clients that I had gotten from word of mouth. And so I had a little bit of, of work waiting for me when I left my, uh, the private real estate company, but I wasn't full time for sure by any means. So it was a little bit scary, but at the same time, I just knew there was so much demand for what I was offering. And going through the pandemic, it was really good timing because I work with all of our clients 90% virtually, I say. So being available to them through the pandemic, I was able to help with tons of PPP loan applications, um, tons of EIDL applications, and many different grant programs, getting the word out about them, as well as so many cash flow forecasts, trying to figure out how we were going to change up the businesses in a way that we'd be able to survive through the pandemic. Man, that's, that's awesome. It, it's almost like you, you know, start, starting a business, um, you know, you say you started pre-COVID, um, but I feel like this is definitely a fresh perspective. Um, you know, it's kind of like you didn't really, I mean, you knew how to do accounting, but starting your own business was still kind of new and when the pandemic hit it was like you you just kind of rolled with the punches right you didn't really know what yeah what to expect from the business then we get into covid um so that's pretty neat that's that's definitely a fresh uh fresh perspective um mm-hmm. that we've heard on here all right caleb i'm done okay so when i heard you were a cpa the first thing i wanted to do was ask you a really corny like accounting joke. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Um, I'm even gonna avoid like. So how many years can you depreciate this or that? You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that either. But um, I loved. I loved the very like thousand foot view of your journey thus far. Mm-hmm. And before I ask more specific questions, I'm curious if you'd be willing to give us some more insight on why you are striving to be all you can be because you're definitely Mm -hmm. striving to do that stuff what's motivating you what's pushing you to do all this stuff for sure yeah the reason I wake up every single morning is because I understand the profound impact that a business and its financial stability has on a business owner Um, growing up seeing my mom uh, sorry my grandma and my dad having businesses themselves, the financial stability of a business has so much impact on on the owner. Um, in, in my situation growing up on the dairy farm, I mean, dairy farming can be rocky. And it was stressful for my dad. And sometimes I think he felt really alone and isolated in it. And the, he was an amazing, amazing farmer, just put his blood, sweat and tears into everything that he did. But the financial side was not something that he was familiar with. And I always wish that there had been someone to be there with him. Um, feeling all of that stress can, can lead to depression and mental health issues and suicide. Um, there's so many situations that can come up when a business owner feels that pressure, that weight of having the debt and the employees and the fixed expenses and the investments and the dreams and everything that they've been showing the outside world but on the inside, it just feels so different. Um, so I guess to me, I just can see it so clearly 
and it has so much impact on on that person and their family and their employees, their customers and their vendors, their community. Uh, so that that drives me to want to help entrepreneurs not ever be in that position in the first place. But if you're in the position to to help, you know that there's someone with you there, and that we can make a plan to get out. And you know, just it just being that person with them, that coach and that guide. So from the let's talk about also the changes from, you know, the W2 employee early on to, you know, the sole proprietor or LLC that I'm sure you are now. Um, what, what are some of the biggest changes you've noticed about, you know, a, your business, but then you personally, have you enjoyed it so far? Sure. So it's not the first business that I've had. <laughs> um, I got started very young, helping my grandma sell chocolate dip strawberries at local craft fairs and food fairs. And my grandma taught me all about having a business. Um, and then in high school, I had dairy cows and yeah. worked with those. Um, in college, I had a cleaning business. So I actually had a few employees that worked for me. I had lots of clients, did, did all of the entrepreneurial stuff in college um in in brazil i had had that business teaching english so i was pretty used to being an entrepreneur and what i love about it is that the work that you put in is what you get out of it and as you grow your business grows so it was just it made sense to me and i was starting to miss it being a w-2 employee um having that control over my life Mm. okay i got a Let's let's back up here a little Hoops bit. Turn. Um you said that you've you've been an entrepreneur basically your whole life. Um mm-hmm. I just at least for me growing up, like you just I just never had any friends like that. Mm-hmm. Um I guess what why? Like what made Mar- like Melissa different at that early age? Like oh, I'm not I'm not going to get a job. I'm going to go and start a start a cleaning business Mm -hmm. I think it was my my parents just encouraged me to stay busy on the I never had I always just found something to do I babysit I mean I had the cows help my grandma I mean it was just so many different ways to just find the money wanted or needed really liked that i mean it was just really natural that's awesome that's awesome Mm -hmm. um so we usually ask a question um about fear um was there any time or point in your journey where you faced fear and um how did you overcome that sure I don't think there's been a time that I felt afraid, but there are times that I get nervous. And when those times happen, I try to approach it with an abundance mindset. And I feel that way because at least in my industry of accounting, there is more work than I could ever even, you know, see the ice, like the tip of the iceberg. The world is your oyster, right? Right. And so I'm more concerned about having enough capacity and um, uh, ability to serve all the people that that need the help. 
so it's really looking at all of the abundance that that we have and I think that that always helps me get through those points where I'm a bit nervous so where 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 did you develop that that thought because that's definitely a unique answer mm-hmm. was there was there was it like just watching your parents grow up and seeing how how they um handled issues like is that where the the abundance having that Mm -hmm. abundance approach to fear came from Mm -hmm. um i think it's probably a, a piling up of all of the positive mentors that i had in life i feel like so many people from my family to my teachers to leaders that i've been involved with every single one of them was just saying you can do it you are worthy you are enough you have the ability the skills and at this point now i feel that not that i just that i should do all the things that i do but it's almost my responsibility because of all of the positive energy that people have put into me that I need to go out into the world and make it a better place. Cause I owe it to all those people who invested in me. Was there, was there any negative people around you? No, I don't think I've had anyone negative. They've all been so amazingly supportive. So Cooper, you're going to keep going. I have one when you're ready. Okay. It's all, all right. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. can keep going, man. I just I'm let sorry. you know I'm on deck. I'm on the on deck circle. I, I did cut you off. I'm sorry. You can no, go. you can keep, you're good, man. Go no, ahead. You're good. You go. <laughs> uh, I'm switching gears slightly. So you know, this is the 78th episode Cooper and I have been able to do. And a lot of times we're talking to small business owners, entrepreneurs, go getters, and that's a big chunk of the podcast, but another chunk of the podcast is in the title where we talk about shipbuilding, mm-hmm. um, primarily relationship building. And I'm wondering if you could go into some of the, the wins, some of the losses of when you had to be um, long distance with, you know, I'm assuming your main partner mm-hmm. in life, right? Andre, mm-hmm. how yeah, did you do a year and a half of <laughs> not like, you know, oh yeah, he's in a different state you know, different time zone country. Man, it was hard. It was very hard. But I think the thing that helped us was I made it a huge priority to go and visit him. I went four times in that year and a half to Brazil and met all of his friends and his coworkers and saw where he lived. Um, So that was, that was a blessing to be able to do that. And I think just we kept each other. We talked every single day. Uh, we kept in very close contact, emails, text messages, phone calls, video calls every night. Um, you just have to be, it's got to be a priority to you. And you have to really know what you want. How did that change once you guys obviously then were living in closer proximity mm-hmm. when you were, when you moved to Brazil and then my last little sneak, if you want to follow up, is what brought the move back. Mm-hmm. So there's a hilarious story about me moving to Brazil because here we had been apart for a year and a half. And I was just as the romantic thinking, oh, we're going to I'm going to move to Brazil and we're going to have candlelight dinners and snuggle <laughs> on the couch together and watch a movie. And we're going to do all these married couple things together and the timing of my move 
if you can believe it, was like the first day of the Brazilian World Cup. Oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. my husband loves soccer, just, just completely in love, plays soccer, watch soccer, does all the fantasy leagues, everything soccer. Um, and so I moved there. And the first night that we were there together, we ended up in a party with, I don't know, 100 Brazilians celebrating. Brazil was playing. It was their first game in the cup. And at that time, I only spoke basic Portuguese. And so we're at this huge party. Everybody's drunk and yelling and screaming and cheering and, and just crazy. And it went on for a few weeks. <laughs> and it was difficult because I had this expectation of us being finally together and it, it was just completely different. So on top of us learning to live together as a couple, uh, we had to deal with the cultural change, uh, you know, me moving to a different country. Uh, so it was, it was interesting. <laughs> it was hard. And then, what, and then what brought, what brought the move back? Yeah. So we, when I moved there, like I said, you really have to know what you want. And so we had talked about before I moved there, I had told him that I didn't want to live in Brazil for my life, um, that I was okay for about five years living there, but then eventually that I did want to come back. So that was a hard thing, a really hard decision for him to agree to that. Um, But once we had made that agreement, I moved to Brazil So we had in mind that we were going to be there about maybe up to five years. Um, He started networking in his company and he was able to find a transfer after I had been there about three years um, back here. And we were afraid that if we didn't take it, that that opportunity wouldn't present itself again. Um, And then for just a lot of personal reasons, we wanted to be to be home and closer. We wanted to start a family. Um, Medical care is not great in Brazil. (laughs) And so it was just the right time, the right time to come back. That's, uh, sorry, Kayla, I'm, I'm going to jump in here quick. Um, that's, that's awesome. I, I love hearing like relationship slash love stories like that, you know, because, um, you know, make, making those, those hard decisions, you know, leaving a country, moving to a country, um, you know, those are, those are very hard. Mm-hmm. hard decisions and I, I i'm a true believer that um if the earlier in your relationship you can face those those challenges together as a couple and succeed will help you you know later down the road um so that's cool that's pretty neat mm-hmm. yeah i think uh i don't know if any of your listeners have moved countries before but i think i i for the first three three weeks probably and i think rocky over the first three months but now that we went through that I think we grew so much closer together and now when anything happens it just feels like a tiny bump in the road and it's not that big of a deal because we just went through so much together um, sure. we just went through so much together there so it's it was a really special time man this is like the most we've hit on this type of relationship talk Caleb <laughs> I was feeling some type of way, Coop. You know, I just, <laughs> we're, we're all about any kind of relationship. And and one thing maybe we haven't talked about enough is, you know, how much your spouse is involved, you know, in your goals too. Uh, Melissa, do you want to talk about how much you have or have not involved um, your husband? Or I, I didn't, I didn't know if you said you were married or not, but um, 
um, how much you involved Andre in kind of your, your personal and business goals as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's always been a big part of it. Um, I've never really done anything by myself. Um, he is, he, I talk through everything with him. Uh, I show him all my business plans. I, I'm a planner. I plan every single tiny detail about everything that I do. So I usually talk through everything with him just as a sounding board. And then he's like my number one fan, you know, in the front row cheering me on. And I think that it's so important to have someone that you, that someone that believes in you and supports you. Uh, It has made a big difference. Caleb, are are you done with your... Coop, you, you may, you may proceed. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was great, Melissa. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit. Um, earlier you were talking about, you had, uh, positive mentors, Mm -hmm. um, in your life that was always encouraging, encouraging you and, and just, you know, pushing you to do great things. Mm -hmm. Uh, can you just talk like just the power, um, and the influence of having those type of people in your circle of influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my uh, FFA advisor growing up, uh, his name was Mr. Janiszewski and he was our ag teacher. And he always had a phrase like, well, in the real world, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Or well, in the real world, you're going to have to do this. And so he taught a lot to us about just standing on our own two feet and being independent And, you know, of course, being able to ask for help when you need it, but also to be just like a go getter and, and going after the things that you want. Um, So I think he was just someone who really stuck out to me as a mentor. Um, I have another mentor right now who, who owned an accounting firm that it was eventually purchased by the public accounting firm that I worked with in Minneapolis. And I get to go for coffee with him a couple times a year and, at the end of our coffees, he just says, go give them hell. <laughs> um, you know, go go after the things that you need and and just do it with like all the passion and all the excitement that you have and all the energy that you have. And I, I just am so thankful for all those people who just push me to do those things. When you um, when you was working for this real estate firm um, before you took the leap into you know, doing your own accounting. Um, was that always like your plan, like to get back to being your own, your own boss, basically? No, um, I didn't even think about it. Actually, when we came back from Brazil, I knew I wanted to get back into accounting. Um, funnily enough, when I was at the public accounting firm, I thought I would never want to be the partner of an accounting firm. And here I am owning one. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but uh, at the, the real estate company, I, I didn't. I didn't even think about it. Um, I think it just started to be a thought process of mine when I started noticing so many businesses that needed help. And I started learning software such modern high-tech software that's available that can be used to work with people virtually Um, and that also my son was born Um, that was a big the big change 
I wanted to be able to have flexibility with him and be able to work from home. I hated having to call in and say that my son was sick, so I had to stay home. I just felt so bad, like I was not keeping up my responsibilities at work and what I owed to my employer. Um, So I just thought that this was a great way to be able to balance life and work a little bit easier. Man, that... So I I love that. I love that because... you know, you you saw that there was a need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just decided to. Well, let me learn the new software. And I just, you know, how you talked about your son and and um, have it. Well, sorry, do you guys have a son? Is it a son? Yes, son. Okay, yep. yeah, okay, just um, son. And then you talked about, you know, you didn't like calling in, and so to me that just sounds like Melissa had an idea what her life wanted to be or look like taking charge and what, yes, exactly. And, uh, I, I love that. I love that. Cause you know, a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't do that, you know, and probably stay at that job, you know, that job and just, I don't want to say be miserable, but wouldn't be in full control of their life. Um, So that that's powerful. I really, I really, uh, I resonate strongly with that. Yeah, and with with my husband being Brazilian, we try to go back to Brazil once a year, and it's it's pretty hard to to leave when you're an employee for you know two to four weeks at a time. And usually, we go three or four weeks, and it's almost impossible to have that much vacation built up. Um, and in this job, in this in this company, I can work from wherever I am in the world. Um, and so that was another lifestyle thing that I wanted to be able to to work from Brazil. Um, and I, I loved I loved my job with the real estate company. I, I really enjoyed it and I learned so much. It just wasn't exactly the way that I wanted to design my life. And and so I had to make that change. It was really hard, though. What was the toughest part? You said it was really hard. What was the number one thing? Uh, telling my boss <laughs> um, <laughs> because because I felt so much responsibility and and care for his business and I didn't want to to see anything bad happen to it and so uh, it was really really hard to tell him um, because I I really did like I really did like the position um, and so that was hard and uh, we we I don't think we've ever touched on this topic but i want to explore it a little bit um it sounds like you had a pretty you you had a nice job but it sounds like your boss was also pretty he was a pretty great guy to work for too Mm -hmm. yeah um i learned like i mentioned he was um, more of a high net worth individual and so i think that i learned a lot in the way that i mean you're coming from a dairy farm (laughs) i mean you you scoop poop and you feed the cows and you, you know, feed the baby calves and you, you know, you just have a different type of lifestyle. I mean, it's not fancy or elegant or anything. Um, so I think I had a mindset that was maybe a little smaller and seeing um, someone from a different background, I think that I learned that, Hey, I can have more and I can be more and I can, I can do more and I can impact more things that I can have experiences in this world that are amazing. And all I have to do is, is 
go out and put my mind and say that I'm going to do it. Um, so I think I learned and expanded my mindset so much from just being around him and his family and his business. Um, it, it was just a really positive experience. Was was there like anything um, like in particular this this person would do that like really that like really resonated uh, with you? Mm-hmm. So he was very big picture. And I'm very detailed. He would see big numbers. He would only need maybe five numbers and he would make a decision to buy a million dollar property. And over, I'm over here worried about how much your property taxes and what are the special assessments <laughs> and, you know, you know, what, what kind of uh, vacancy rate are we going to have on this? And, you know, all of those details and he could just see the value in the thing that he was buying and that's all he needed to know he whether you know all those teeny tiny details what they were he was um the kind of person that was big picture and very different from me and it so that's that's awesome um i'll I'll come back to that point um but it it sounded like he also had had the right people around him um to be confident in himself and in the decisions he was vetting vetting the deals. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'm, I'm, you know, if if he had his team and, and, you know, just more specifically, like if he didn't feel confident in trusting you with some of those details, right. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it sounded like he listened to his staff, you know, and took everything into account and then would make, sound right mm-hmm. yeah i mean in real estate i'm you have so many advisors you have your accountant you have your your brokers you have your real estate agents you have insurance people financing people bankers the the team is huge you have to be able to communicate and work with so many different people get the deal to the table the closers the the title company everybody just needs to be all on the same page so you have to have a really good team around you. Love it. Love it. No, I love, I love the, you know, the, it can be either, it can be either or, but you know, the, the big picture, the visionary, and then you have the, the other side, the, the more cautious planner structure. Um, and it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a fine line to be able to understand um, each other right because it, it's so easy to think the other person is is against you when in reality that person is complimenting your weaknesses mm-hmm. um so it's pretty neat to to hear you you know say he's big picture you were more structured planner um mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool and that's that's how te- the best teams operate you know mm-hmm. like they're they're able to work with each other and understand each other and make a decision as a as a unit so that's pretty neat have you started planning at all, you know, 2022? Have you started looking ahead at what you want to do with your company? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I follow the, the entrepreneurial operating system from the Traction book. Um, so I do, do have a 10-year 10 10 year target. Um, I do annual planning. I do quarterly pulses and I do weekly um, pulses um, as well as like a daily check-in with my team. So 
I'm very long range planner and then, you know, begin with the end of the end in mind and then work it back and figure out, well, what do I need to do in the next, you know, three years, one year, quarter, week to make that actually happen. How long have you been doing traction? I have been doing it since uh, the beginning of 2020. I started right when I, so January, 2020. And and I just want to, you're not, you're not a coach, right? You just are implementing the stuff from the book. Nope. I'm not a coach, um, but I do implement it in my, my business. Gotcha. It's, it's crazy. Coop and I were just talking yesterday, today. When was it? It was Coop? today. It was today. <laughs> that, uh, that is crazy. And and it's a phenomenal book. And I'm sure you'd put your stamp of approval on it too, Melissa. Oh, definitely. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Melissa, can we can we just talk a little bit? Um like other so your your time or your years at the, the dairy farm. Mm-hmm. Other than seeing the the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial uh, spirit from your from your parents, um, like what other lessons um, did you learn fr- from the farm that has helped you through the through the years? Mm-hmm. I definitely learned that you should never be the only person who knows things about your business. Um, my dad was in the hospital most of my uh, senior year in college or sorry, high school. Um, and it was very challenging for our family because, um, he was the farmer. He did everything. He was the full-time leader of the farm. So he knew which cows needed extra grain, which cows were pregnant, which cows were dry, which cows needed some medication. And he, it wasn't necessarily written down because he had it all in his head. And so what I always encourage my clients to do is, is just get as much information as you can down. Um, I teach clients how to do cash flow forecasts, like weekly cash flow forecasts, which are detailed specifically. What do I need to pay when? When do I need to pay payroll? When is the rent due? When is the utilities due? And then on top of that, I have them write notes column in the right-hand side. How does that get paid? Do you log in? Is it automatic ACH? Is it a check that you need to send? Is it a transfer that you need to do? So that if you were not able to be there for some reason, that someone that you trust could pick up that plan and keep the business rolling. Um, and I think that that was a big thing that I learned from from my senior year uh, on the farm. It's kind of like, like lots of people think that they're a business owner, but they actually just created themselves a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so kind of just implementing that mindset into making sure if, Hey, if I go to uh, Brazil for four weeks, everything's going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. right. I had talked to my dad and he would say, well, the black one with the white spot needs extra meds. And I was like, the black one with the white spot, we have Holstein dairy cows. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, had, <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> help me out. <laughs> My grandparents were dairy farmers, so I, I, I know a little bit about the business and it's, it's, it's unforgiving, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and was there anything you took that, you know, bes- besides this story, maybe that like, you know, I need to make sure, you know, the business I create is more, I can be hands off, you know, cause someone had to milk the cows. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yep. Um, creating the processes. I wrote a lot of processes when I was helping with the farm. Um, having everything with a process and a way that you do things and really thought out and so that it doesn't happen just by accident. It should be on purpose and we should be proactive with the things that we're creating and building. Um, I learned, I learned all of that there. Systems. Sounds like you read traction. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I mean, there's no, there's no, there's not even a need to, to mention, but I mean, hard work, you have to work really hard on a dairy farm. (laughs) Um, So I, I learned, I learned how to do that. Mm -hmm. Got it. Awesome. Uh, Melissa, what uh, advice would you give your uh, 18 year old self? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it would be a piece of it. My 18 year old self, a glimpse of the mindset that I have now. I wish that I could show myself then just how I shouldn't shrink in, in almost like nervousness around other people and that I had so much to offer. I wish that I could just show myself that abundance and that capability and that um, being enough. Uh, I wish I could show myself that even at an earlier age. Awesome. 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 That's, that's a first, I think, Caleb. That's a definite first. That's it sounds like basically first. be confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know how much value that you have to add because we all have a place and we all have something that we need to give to the world. And we don't, I mean, I think there's a quote about it, but we don't serve anyone by playing small and hiding and trying to be modest and don't look at me. I think that we all just have to go out and give everything that we have. Mm-hmm. Caleb, you taking notes, bro? This is something Coop definitely resonates with. And he, and he mentioned that because he knows it's something that I'm always like, uh, you know, you don't need to shine the light over here. You know, no big deal. So Coop loves Coop loves that. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Melissa. Um, what is a book besides Traction that you would recommend um, someone to read? Sure. So the... Um, I think you are doing it in your book club or have done it, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think it's wonderful. I love that book. Um, But The E-Myth, I pretty much have built my my business between The E-Myth, Traction, and uh, I do use Profit First, a modified version in in my business as well. So those are all amazing, almost required reads in in my mind for business. I have heard E-Myth is amazing. I just... It's one of those I haven't got to. Oh, you have to. We'll put it on the list. We'll put it on the list. <laughs> we will put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Man, this 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 was uh this was great. Melissa, really, really appreciate um you taking the time tonight. Um where where can our followers uh link up with you? Um or just you know, if the, anyone has any questions, where can they reach you at? Sure. So our website is stepbystepaccounting.com. And you can send an email to hello at stepbystepaccounting.com. Love it. Love Easy it. as that. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, Melissa, this was great. Uh, 
thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Really, really appreciate it. Yes, thanks, guys. Another great episode. Episode 78. Caleb, what do you think? I had to keep uh, pinching myself, Coop. Because um, I have a very close relationship with the CPA that does, you know, 90% of my, like, he does all 100% of my personal, but he does almost all of my, you know, different businesses here and there. And his name is Matt. And um, I felt like I was talking to Matt's sister. Like the like, <laughs> CPAs always get you know a, a bad rap. For, yeah, for sure. You know, not having a personality in this or that. You know, like like I really wanted to drop the line. You know, just like in accounting. You know, welcome to shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb, where everybody counts. You know, like I really wanted to do something oh, cheesy. That, yeah, that's like so that cheesy. I, but funny. I, I really wanted to do it and it's because that's how CPAs are, you know? Um, but I love the podcast and the whole time I was there, like, yeah, it sounds exactly like my CPA um, who like, you know, because of this podcast, I got, I'm, I'm going to ask him to come on just cause I got to, you know, compare and contrast, you know, that's what we do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Now that you're done giving all CPAs, uh, bad rap um can you can you talk about the positive you took out of the the podcast tonight or this morning yeah 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 yeah. so this morning you know on episode 78 uh you know lifelong entrepreneurship strong mentors she had a mentor who it sounds like she quit on and became a competitor with and he was still the type of guy that would close their appointments with give them hell you know so either build value or seek out those types of people um who are going to you know help you grow awesome your thoughts awesome cooper Wallu the second (laughs) (laughs) oh i was just about to make a make a joke but Anyways, I'll just I'll just drop that. Um this was a great episode. Um she had a lot of great nuggets and um gems. Um just talking about her business, right? Like her CPA business that she's got right now. Um yeah, she started that like right before the pandemic hit. Um and one of the things that I sounded like no big deal. Well, right. Well, Cause we've well, asked that question a lot. Well, yeah. Well, and it's, it's all how you look at it, right? It's, it's all perspective. If you add enough value, you will never run out of work period. And she literally landed in the perfect scenario work, doing something virtual. And obviously, I mean, business owners are always going to need, individuals to help them you know understand cash flow understand the finance like that's always going to be you know that's always going to be a thing right and you listen to her story like she didn't really sound 
like she said the pandemic actually helped her i think like she she it, it, it just sounded like she was just fine just kind of moving through it uh, because she added a, a ton of value and like i said if you add a ton of value no matter what you're doing you're always going to have work um so i thought that was very that was great um and when we talked about fear right and she says she gets nervous and she approaches the situation with an abundance mindset and this this is such a perfect example of how you how you interpret situations in your life i i guarantee you and and again she's been entrepreneurial like doing entrepreneur stuff through her whole life basically so like a lot of the first time jitters she probably legitly didn't get um but she that's that's why you wear a seatbelt ladies and gentlemen almost crashed uh (laughs) anyways anyways you were saying yes as i was saying um it's all interpretation at the end of the day like you decide how your body interprets every situation. If you just, if you don't do that, it's just going to automatically be a fear moment. Right. And uh, so that was, that was how I took that. So that was great. Um, And yeah, can I squeeze one more in here or no? Yes, please. Um, I, lo- I love the story of, growing up on the farm and how her like her parents um inc- like encouraged her to try different things or like just you know always encourage her to try different things um and not not do it the the typical way like oh i'm just gonna get a job right um no try you know like yeah start something like i just and that's why it's so key, like, especially in today's world, like setting the example for your kids and, you know, allowing your kids to explore um, and allowing them to try those new things. You know, I feel like, you know, and I'm sometimes guilty of it, too. Like we as parents always, you know, we feel like we know what's best for our kids. Right. Like we oh, don't do that. Don't do this, this, that. Like, but how do we know it's not it's not the best thing for them? right we're just operating on our own paradigm um true so i like how she took the positives of it and then also learned from the negatives of it and yeah you know the classic work hard no systems you know love it love it and that's why we need a business coach bro that's why a lot of people need them <laughs> Uh, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate you tuning in this morning. Um, please make sure to follow Melissa, shoot her email. Um, we'll put, we'll put the email in the show notes. Uh, please make sure to rate, subscribe, leave a review. Um, yeah. Did I miss anything? Uh, I don't think so, man. All right, man. Well, uh, see you next week, everybody. Peace.